This episode of Homeschooling in Real Life is brought to you by Caroline's Coffee. Roasting and shipping five days a week from Grass Valley in the heart of California's gold country. Before we get started on this week's episode, I wanted to remind you that the best way to get Homeschooling in Real Life, the podcast, delivered directly to your listening device is to head on over to iTunes and to subscribe to our show. Each week when we produce new podcast material, it will come directly to you without you having to do anything. So head on over to iTunes. And while you're there, why don't you leave us a review as well? We hope you enjoy this week's episode. This is Homeschooling in Real Life. Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Join your hosts as they dive into difficult topics that you might not find covered at your local homeschooling convention. Veteran homeschooling parents Andy and Kendra Fletcher use humor, honesty, and grace to discuss just what it looks like to homeschool in real life. Hey, this is Fletch. And this is Kendra. We want to welcome you to episode 88 of the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. This episode is called What is HIRL? Which is kind of funny because we're 88 episodes in. Yeah. Hey, you know, welcome back, Kenj. I know. We've had a big, long break in between seasons. And I told you earlier that I love the fact that people kept saying to us, Hey, we miss you. Can't wait till you come back. Can't wait to see what's going to be on the program. So, hey, thanks, guys. Yeah. Fun to hear. It's been nice to be off, though. But what is the deal with seasons? That was a long first season. Oh, yeah, that's true. 87 episodes. An 87 episode season. I'm just going to be very truthful. You know what the deal is? I listen to a lot of podcasts, and a lot of my favorite podcasts do it in seasons. Okay. So I thought, hey, we need a season break. That are we expecting the second season to be eighty-seven more episodes? No, it's going to okay. be shorter. But I think we will <laughs> refer to this as the second season. Okay. So eighty-eight in the first, eighty-seven in the first season. That's eighty-eight. Darn impressive. It is. You know, most <laughs> podcasts don't last that long. So well, I'm thinking in television shows and like nowadays, a season is what six episodes, yeah. seven episodes when online. You were a kid, it was like thirteen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, it is good to be back. We have a smashing second season for you. But we're starting off this episode with uh, a podcast called What is HIRL? And really the reason, Kench, is um, a lot of people that write in sometimes will say things about this podcast, especially mm-hmm. in reviews. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, they don't do us a lot of, they don't talk a lot about how to homeschool stuff. And we thought it was a good idea just to talk again about what we are. Yeah, because we really aren't a how to homeschool podcast. Yeah, so... What does homeschooling in real life mean? So, you know what we did? We got one of our favorite podcasters, John Wilkerson from The Wired Homeschool. Yes, he's our favorite. Yeah, he got on the other side of the microphones, and he interviewed us. And we did this during our break. We, uh, we got together with him on Skype, and we interviewed, and uh, we let him interview us, and we recorded it. So we're going to play that interview, and it's all about who we are But before we get there, let's take a little break, because in this second season, we need advertisers to help keep us going. So let's take a listen. Hey, this is Fletch, and I want to talk to you today about coffee. I want to talk to you today about really good coffee. 
And of course, I'm talking about our sponsor, carolinescoffee.com. You know, these are old school coffee roasters. Trace Fike, the owner of Caroline's, you know, really relies on his experience rather than computer models or scientific formulas to determine what's going to be a really good roast. And, you know, he roasts it right in the middle of the store because there is a real store in Grass Valley, California. If you're ever traveling through Northern California, swing by, take a look at them, and you can experience the sights, the smells, the sounds of roasting coffee right before your eyes. You know, if you want a really good grind, if you want a really good roast, head on over to carolinescoffee.com. You can choose your bean by location in the world. And here's the deal. They will ship it directly to your house. So you're not only getting good coffee, but you're getting really fresh coffee. And when you're there, use our code HIRL for 10% off your order. That's how you let our sponsors know that Fletch and Kendra sent you. Carolinescoffee.com for a really good cup of coffee roasted in the gold country of California. All right, and we're back. And like we said before the break, we are going to put ourselves in the interview seats. Are you ready for this, Kendra? I think, well, yeah, because we already recorded it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and roll the interview with John Wilkerson. So Fletch and Kendra have been so kind to invite me on their podcast, but this time for a different reason. Instead of interviewing me, I'm interviewing them. And uh, first of all, thank you so much for letting me do this. When I got the email from you, Fletch, I was I was excited because I thought, hey, this is going to be this is going to be great fun, and I think this is going to be really helpful to your listeners. Hey, thank you for doing this. We uh this is kind of like turning the tables. We are we're on the hot seat tonight. <laughs> and uh we don't normally get on the hot seat. So, we're on the hot seat on our own podcast. I know. Kind of nice. That's kind of weird. So, it was actually over 2 years ago that you reached out to me, Fletch, uh for advice on equipment to purchase. And I remember giving you some advice and 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 we talked a little bit about equipment and some of the plans that you had for podcasting. You've been at it for two years now. And first of all, I want to say congratulations because most podcasters don't get past episode seven, I think is what the average is now. It used to be 10, it's seven now. But first of all, congratulations for getting two years in under your belt. Hey, thank you. And I think we still have that recording equipment. And we <laughs> loaned it out to other new podcasters. Yeah, yeah, we did. Thanks, so. John. Excellent, excellent, great. I'm glad to see that it uh, has been passed along. But like you said, you're in the hot seat today. We're going to reintroduce you to the audience. I think a lot of people have come in probably after that first year, and so I think this is a, this is a, I thought this was a great idea and a great way to. Like like you said, reintroduce yourself to your audience. And so the first question that usually comes up on a homeschooling podcast is, how long have you been homeschooling? Ken, do you want to take this one? Well, <laughs> my my snarky answer is entirely too long. <laughs> so, but the real answer is 19 years. 
So you are what we would call veteran homeschoolers. Yeah, which is a really nice word for just old. Yeah. yeah we're old. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm waiting for the term homeschool PTSD to come out. Because, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. Oh, man, we have it. <laughs> I think there's probably, yeah. there's probably a, what would it be, like during? It's a, I have DTSD. So. During. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Traumatic stress. There you one. go. So have you always homeschooled all of your kids? Well, that's kind of an interesting question. The, the funny thing is I never wanted to homeschool my kids. And um, mm-hmm. then I had this very precocious four-year-old. And I think we've told this story on the podcast before, Fletch. But we jumped into it for very individual reasons for this one child and um, really just saw how fantastic it could be. So we kept going and we kept going. And we graduated those first two guys entirely homeschooled their whole lives um, and then we've have we have three high schoolers who have been or are in a high school um, kind of a hybrid school that's local here. Um, so they take some on-site classes, but uh, other than that, they're officially homeschooled. And then we've got our last little guy is a full-time special ed student at our local public school, which is absolutely shocking. I know. <laughs> it's shocking to us because we were those people who said we would never put our children in a public school. And uh, it's been absolutely lovely for him. So um, there you go. That's our, our homeschool story. I am officially still homeschooling uh, four kids. Excellent. I I have been seeing a lot of the hybrid homeschooling going on lately. And I think it's a very, it's a very good approach because you can, you can give the kids the foundation and the right. education that right. you want them to have, but they can also do some of the extracurricular or even maybe hit on some subjects that is not your strong suit. And so I think that's a really great way to supplement your homeschooling, if you will. Yeah. yeah and I think, you know, for a long time, prideful homeschoolers really just wanted to prove that they could do it all. And I think mm. we realized that, you know, we don't have a science lab in our house. Um, we don't have the ability to do that. And before, um, before the internet provided so many great, uh, YouTube or visual science experiments, um, I think we were just too prideful to say, Hey, we need help in the area of science. Yeah, that was, that's actually what got us into the hybrid situation. Um, but even really Fletch before that, we were taking advantage of some online, classes. We had a high schooler that did the Biola Tori Academy classes. And um, we had, you know, they've done some other, I think one took his government class from Patrick Henry online. And, right. Yeah. You know, so we just saw the benefit of having that sort of group think, you know, classroom, lots of students chiming in, you know, the whole Socratic school thing. So um, that, you know, we've, we have recognized, I think, and laid down some pride in those areas and realized, hey, yeah, I help think is even, good. Even when we decided to do uh, science in the uh, charter, it was because the science teacher went to church with us. Right. That exactly. was why we were yeah. willing to jump in and do that. And, and now that's not even where we are. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. So. So, so lots of changes in from when you started homeschooling to homeschooling today. Uh, so I would assume then that probably your style of homeschooling has changed too. Do you have a particular style to your homeschooling or or not? Well, yeah. there's the wake up and just try and make it to 5 p.m. style. Is that <laughs> yeah, the one you're talking about? That's the one that we – that's the one that that's, we're currently Yes, under. the more oft used 
<laughs> yeah, method. Um, but but mixed in with that method would be uh, a whole heavy dosage of a classical approach. Um, I'm super academic. I love love academics. I dream about what to get my master's degree in. And I love reading. I love literature. My degree is actually really nerdy, but it's opera. <laughs> and uh, so I love all that kind of stuff. I just sort of eat it up. So the classical approach really appealed to me um, and is is a lot of what we still do with our kids today. Although being, you know, being in it for 19 years, I um, I can look at a child and say, this is not working for them. We're going to ditch it and try something new. So that's, I think that's the benefit of having done it for so long. Yeah, I think that, you know, you touched on something that I think is very hard for homeschoolers to do is they've become financially and emotionally committed to a particular style or curriculum. And so when a child comes along that that curriculum doesn't fit, right? they they don't want to give it up because, well, we spent $2,000 on this curriculum. Yeah. It worked for my last two kids and I'm going to make it work for this one. <laughs> that is so true. And that's hard. I understand that. I understand feeling like you're you know, ah, oh, we've just given so much to this and we believed in it, but it is not a good fit for this kiddo. But you know what? Again, that's, that is one of those wonderful things about homeschooling that we saw early on when we didn't even, we were the reluctant homeschoolers, you know, and then we realized, wow, you can really individualize these educations. And that's so, so cool. I think also, and I'd say, you know, again, just to dive into the real life part, we chose to homeschool according to a model that would prove something. We weren't mm-hmm. just going to be flippant, flippant homeschoolers. Um, if we were going to homeschool, we were going to do it really well. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, that's a great thing. You're right, Fletch. But unfortunately for us, um, our identity got wrapped up in that too. And so yeah. that's part of the story as well and why I think we can we feel we can relax a lot in areas now. And I think sometimes when people listen to homeschooling in real life, they might think, oh, you guys are at the other side of this and you kind of point fingers. You, mm, you kind of mm-hmm. make fun of serious mm. homeschoolers. And here's the deal. We're serious homeschoolers. Yeah, absolutely. We just have a lot of fun. You know? We're willing <laughs> right. to, to shake some of that pride. I know exactly what you mean. Now, let's talk about before the podcast, both of you blogged. So we'll start with Kendra. Kendra, when did you start blogging? I started blogging on the Preschoolers and Peace blog um, in 2006. So I'm at the 10-year mark. It was January 2006 that I started that blog. Um, But that blog was born... I didn't even really know what a blog was. And it was born out of uh, being asked to speak at at a local homeschooling convention um, on how do you homeschool all these kids? How do you nurse a baby and chase a toddler and then also, you know, sit down and teach Latin to that fourth grader or whatever? And so... I had been asked to do that, and I was having so many questions after that workshop come to me, you know, via email or even phone calls. And my best friend said, "You should start a blog and just put all that stuff up there, and then you have a constant resource you can point people to." That got started, and I just fell in love with it. I've always loved to write, and um, the blogging thing was so accessible and easy, and uh, such a great way to reach out to people. And what about you, Fletch? Well, in 1995, I started a weekly email when we were uh, living on an Indian reservation in Northwest California. And uh, Jimmy Buffett had a newsletter at the time called the Coconut Telegraph. So I decided to call my email the Mango Times, uh, just kind of to pay homage. Um, And then a friend showed me how to put things online, taught me some HTML. 
And then Homeschool Blogger came along. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah. I don't know what that is. It's called a client, I guess. It was but a that, platform, yeah. That platform. And uh, so I said, hey, I'm going to start a Homeschool Dad blog. I'll just call it the Mango Times. Uh, I like the idea of an RSS feed, you know, so people could just easily pick up what I was writing. Um, and then I got my own URL. And so around 2008 really is when the Mango Times took off. And that's when I was you know, blogging seriously about, uh, homeschool dad topics and, uh, right. you know, won a couple of awards then, uh, same ones that, you know, you and I have been in the same category for the, the homeschool dad blog award. And I always say there's like five guys in the room with us, you know, that's right. <laughs> uh, so that's to right. me, it was, it was like, Oh, you won. I'm like, well, yeah, it's like the other guy stepped backward and I was the one standing there by myself. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. There's a, there are a few more now, fortunately. Yeah. There are a few more dads out there blogging. So, so Kendra, you said that you're blogging kind of, you kind of started blogging because you were speaking, but yeah. the blogging also led you to speak even more. So when and how did you become a voice for the world of homeschooling? I don't know. And that's such a scary thought. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. How did I get to be this voice of, <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I, I enjoy speaking and part of the reason I enjoy it, I don't think I'm the only person out there who can speak on the topics I'm speaking on. You know what I mean? Like when I do a workshop on how to choose curriculum or organizing, I'm certainly not the only homeschooler who can do that. Um, but I love troubleshooting with people. And so for me, the ministry of sitting with a mom afterwards, after I've spoken or, you know, Hey, come grab a cup of coffee with me. That to me is the number one best part of speaking. Uh, so I, I'm just thankful God's opened that door. Uh, and you know, that's, that's a neat thing. I mean, I appreciate the, the ability to do that. So we are going to talk a little bit more about the podcast as it is currently and the future of your podcast. But I think before we do that, let's go ahead and take a break. Hey, we hope you're enjoying this interview. Some of you have heard it all before and some of you are brand new to it. And so we wanted to let you know that you can hear us live speaking hey, at events. That's right. Yeah. We are going to be traveling out of sunny California. How'd this happen? Well, I, yeah, no, it's not very sunny right now. So we're all good. But um, I have a speaking schedule coming up this spring. And you can find that if you're interested at my website, which is KendraFletcher.com slash speaking. And then we are speaking together, Fletch. Yeah, we're heading to Indiana. Yeah. Is there a song we should be singing for that? I, I, I know Yeah, Oklahoma. Jim Neighbors. No, Jim Neighbors <laughs> sings Indiana. He really? sings it, yeah, at the Indianapolis 500 every year. Okay. So we are going to Indianapolis. Yeah, I-A-H-E. We're going to be speaking about five or six times there. So if you want to come out and hear us if alive. If you're really martyrs. And yeah. to hear us, <laughs> you want to do that. Okay. We're going to be speaking about <laughs> hope shifting. We're going to be we speaking are. about uh, tough times in your marriage and just some other really good hands-on practical homeschooling sessions as well that Kendra's going to be doing. So uh, take a look at that. Just one more thing though, Fletch. What? If they come hear us speak in person, we want to meet them. Oh, that's right. We take pictures together and then we post it on the homeschoolingirl.com Facebook page. Unless you're a fugitive. <laughs> we won't do it. No. All right. Let's get back to our interview. Okay, so we're back, and we're going to be talking a little bit more with Kendra and Fletch about the podcast. And I think it's very interesting because we're seeing this happen a lot 
these days where, where bloggers are transitioning to podcasting. So when did you make that transition and how exactly did you, uh, how did it happen and, and why did you start, decide to start podcasting? Well, one of the things we did get involved with, with Kendra speaking was we went to a conference called the two to one conference in Virginia a few years ago. And it's a funny little story. Um, so we were there and we met a woman who was starting a well a few years after that, which was two years ago now, two and a half years ago, she was starting a brand new homeschool network of podcasts and asked Kendra if she would be willing to do a podcast. And at the time she was just this was not on her agenda. She said, <laughs> I, I don't have I the said, time. I said, what would I talk about? Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. And te- technologically, I don't think you were ready to do that. Nope. But I said, hey, we should do one together. And um, I think within the same breath, we were deciding what it should be on. And with within the same breath, we said, hey, we should go on and be real. Uh, the gospel had penetrated our family at that time. Uh, several years earlier, it had penetrated our marriage and into our homeschooling. And we realized that we were just saying things out loud that other homeschoolers were hearing. So we, we ran with it. And uh, that's how it got started. While, while you all talk about the gospel and you present the gospel in your podcast, I, I think people can come away listening and saying, you know, with some of the subjects that you cover, the gospel comes up, but it's not the center of the podcast. It's it's the approach to homeschooling, or it's the issue that 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 you are talking, and you apply the gospel to that issue. And I, I think e- even for secular homeschoolers, and, and I don't know what percentage of your audience are secular homeschoolers, I think that they could come away with 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 information from your podcast as well, and say, hey. Maybe we don't 100% agree with their worldview, but they certainly have a good head on their shoulders when it comes to their approach to homeschooling because they're pointing things out among Christian homeschoolers that secular homeschoolers have been saying for years, look, this is a problem in Christian homeschooling and it needs to be addressed. Right. And that's actually, you know, part of the impetus behind this episode is to remind people who we are. Um, because I think too often they come to homeschooling in real life expecting one thing and then they get here and they go, wait a minute, this is not what we thought homeschooling in real life was going to be about. So you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I think you already uh, addressed our second question, which was, you know, why did you start the podcast? But I don't know if you wanted to go into that a little bit, a little bit more in depth, or do you feel like you've covered that enough? Well, I think we were just fed up with uh, Christian homeschoolers who didn't play well with others. Um, I think a lot of times when we started this, I mean, we knew exactly where we were heading. Um, Whether we knew we'd get to two years or or even longer, I don't know if we knew that, but we knew we wanted to talk about the fact that homeschooling won't save your kids. We knew we wanted to say that homeschooling was a buzzkill. We knew we wanted to say there was a, uh, a problem with the uh, whatever you want to call courtship dating. Um, what's the other one? Uh, oh, there's a third. There's another, like, <laughs> worse, it's more than courtship. Okay. It's, uh, uh, you know, like where you pair your kids up more than courtship though. I don't know. Betrothal. Yeah. So betrothal okay. courtship. That's dating. a thing. Like we, people do that. Yeah. Now. So we wanted, wow. we knew we okay. wanted to have tough conversations and we wanted to be real. We knew we didn't want to sit down 
and say, this is how you pick a science curriculum. We knew we didn't want to say, this is how you homeschool math. Um, but we wanted to talk about those homeschoolers that for years uh, put a lot of weight into the way they dressed or the way they behaved. Mm. And we wanted to call them out. We wanted to smash some sacred cows and not run away. We didn't want to run away from the discussion. We wanted to enter right in and say, what are you doing? You know, what's going on here? And can we talk about this? And I, I think often um, we're accused of, of making fun, but we're not making fun. We're pointing it out and we want to have the discussion out loud with our listeners. So what'd you say, Kench? Well, I, I think, yeah, absolutely. You're right. Um, can we just have these conversations and not be on the defensive all the time? You know, homeschooling works. We've proven that there are a lot of well-educated, uh, you know, very socialized, I guess, if you want socially to use that. functioning, socially kids. functioning young and adults, adults and adults yeah. who, you know, have just been homeschooled beautifully. We know it works. Let's stop being defensive and let's be honest now. And let's walk into the conversations and with honesty and truth and let's pour the gospel over them and say, you know what? It doesn't matter if you, you woke up and you threw some frozen waffles in the toaster and maybe everybody, you know, doesn't have matching sweaters or whatever it was back in the eighties and nineties of homeschooling. It, it's okay. Let's, let's just be honest and let's be real. And, um, you know, let's let the defenses down and realize that God is going to do what he's going to do with our weaknesses and our imperfections. He doesn't need us to produce kids who follow God. He does that in spite of us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So how did you come up with the title homeschooling in real life? Well, I mean, we knew it was going to be a homeschooling podcast, but that IRL had been just a, a term bantied about, you know, everything was IRL, this IRL, that. So we LOL. thought- LOL. IRA. Yeah, we could have done homeschooling LOL. <laughs> right. <laughs> but we did, uh, we came up with homeschooling IRL on the fly, all within about, I was like a 10 minute procedure. Yeah, it was quick. Um, but, but again, I want to pause here and say people think we're going to be talking about real life, nitty gritty homeschooling uh, curriculum behavior. If, if if you're that listener, that's not what we're going to be talking about. We're talking about the real life issues behind the homeschooling. Um, yes, and we do. We have gotten into some of those subjects, though, Fletch. You know, we've talked yeah. about special needs homeschoolers or the single mom homeschooler and, you know, some of those things that are very relevant and sort of how-to-ish. But we're also going to dive into the mom who's depressed. Exactly. And we're also going to dive into the uh, dad who is just uh, an open credit card but walks away and doesn't get involved. Yeah. So – uh, are you an advice podcast? The short answer is no. We are not an advice podcast, but I think um, we're always, always, always going to say, point your kids to Jesus. That's our advice, right? Yeah, our advice I mean, is that's... always the same thing. Don't hope shift and and look to Jesus. But you know, are we? You know, we get emails a lot of times from listeners who want us to answer the question. You know, how should I do this? How should I? And you know, we suggest things. But at the end of the podcast, the advice is we're going to point you back to Jesus mm-hmm. or we're going to point you in a direction where you might get some help. So, for example, John, you know, if someone came and said, hey, what should I do with the Internet? You know, um, our friend John has done several episodes, one for us on this topic. <laughs> um, he's an expert in this episode where you take technology, the Internet and homeschooling and you mix those all together. Hello, go to the Wired Homeschool. They're already talking about that. Um, 
what about uh what about our friends over um at Finding Christ in Cinema? You know, if you want to find right. pop cultural, you know, references to film, uh you head on over there. There's other people. So we we point a lot to other directions. Um but the advice you're going to get from us is pretty much the same. Keep it real, live transparently. Um God doesn't need you to save your kids. Uh he's going to do that on his own. Um homeschooling won't do it. Um, these are all great tools. We love them. We're veterans. We've done this for 20 years. Uh, but we've also realized that there's been a lot of empty hope in homeschooling. And we just want to have that conversation over and over and over again. I think that's great advice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you have talked a lot about if people come and, and listen and they're expecting X, Y, Z. So, so, so you've, you've, in a roundabout way, mentioned your audience, but so who who exactly is your target audience? Well, you know what? I know who my target audience is. You know, when you when you're doing a podcast, you know this. You're talking into nothing. <laughs> you know, yeah. we're we're in downstairs in our office, and when we're podcasting, we have the benefit, John, of looking at one another. So I'm looking at Kendra; she's looking at me. But there's this vapored audience out there that we don't know who they are. Um, we have a pretty good sense of how many people listen to us. Uh, but the person I'm talking to when I think about my podcast, I'm thinking of that family who um, is pridefully homeschooling because they they think they can do it better and they very well can. Um, they think that they don't need the world, the church, or their family to tell them anything. So they are not living in community um, mm. They are the opposite of Hillary Clinton's. It takes a village, and again, I don't. I'm not saying, oh, go run out and listen to her advice. Uh, but this idea that you need community—that's the person I'm talking to. Um, you know, bring down the pride a few notches, um, and and just be willing to listen more. Uh, so I want to talk to that person, and then I'm I'm also looking at the uh, person who has really shifted their hope onto religion onto homeschooling, onto this this great thing they've blown up called the family, which are all good things. You know, church is good, education's good, the family's good. But when your hope shifts to that and you think that by focusing on that, that's going to save you, um, that's the person I'm talking to. How about you, Kench? Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. And also we've become a place too for those people who say, I could never say this at my co-op. That's why I stopped going. Or I could never admit this in my church. Or I don't have any support from anybody around me. All my family thinks we're crazy for homeschooling. So I can't be real because their answer to me is always, well, why don't you put them in school? Um, and so we've become a bit of a refuge and a place, a landing place for people who say, wow, thanks for letting me you know, for letting me realize that I'm normal and God has crafted my family the way he has for his glory. And it's okay. We're not going to mess up. That sounds like a a lot of people in the, in the Christian homeschooling world out there. And I know at times we've been in the same position where, where we've said, I mean, obviously my wife's a certified teacher. She has a master's degree in math. So her credentials, as far as teaching, they can't really be questioned. And she was in the public schools. And so she knows how kids are taught here in New York. So in one sense, we look at it and 
absolutely, we can do it better than the public schools. We're giving them individualized instruction, and and there's nothing better than that. There's truly nothing better than that. But at the same time, even though we know we can do it better, even though we are doing a good job, it is real easy to take pride in, in what you're doing instead of looking at it and saying, wow, God has really blessed us and, and, and allowed us to homeschool. Yeah. And, you know, it's as, it goes to as simple a topic as crafts, John, <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, all these fabulous sugar cookie maps of India and, <laughs> you know, whatever, the whole Pinterest thing that does. And I am so not a crafty mom. And boy, I had to die that death, you know, and say, it's okay. My kids aren't, they're not, it's not a lesser homeschool because we don't produce amazing projects. You know, we got, we have notebook pages and yeah, they do some workbook stuff and it's okay. So what do you want your podcast listeners to take away from an episode of homeschooling in real life? Well, I think typically we want them to leave our episode encouraged. Um, I want that listener who's been burned by the homeschool community to uh, come away from our episode saying, oh, wait a minute, I, I like homeschooling. I like doing this. Um, I'm sick of the foolishness too. And there's others out there like me. So I'm encouraged and I want to come back next week and be encouraged some more. Um, that's, I think, ultimately what we want to do. I think Kendra used a term there recently, uh, which is idolatry. We'd like them to come away saying, oh, wait a minute, I, this is another week where I was putting my hope in the idol of homeschooling. Thanks for the reminder, Fletch and Kenj. I'll be back next Monday to listen for some more reminders. Uh, that's what I think. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the number one thing, well, I don't think, I know the number one thing that you and I have just been so grateful and humbled by is the is the fact that people say the idea of putting my hope in something other than Jesus and recognizing that that has changed my life. Yeah. I think that is a game changer and it, it is something that I hope other listeners take away from the podcast as well. I, you've talked a little bit about some of the email that you get from some people and they're just like, wow, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, it, it is your heart comes out in every episode. And, and and your desire to really see homeschoolers stop focusing on the homeschooling and start focusing more on Jesus, it it, it really does it really does come out, and and it is it's good to hear, it's really good to hear. So the future of homeschooling in real life. You just came back from a season break. What can your audience look forward to this year? Are there going to be any you know ponies? Any any unicorns and rainbows and butterflies? Well, yes. Where are we going to get? No. That's awesome. It's, that's exactly what we're going to do. I'm going to go searching now for the uh, icons so we can start posting them on Facebook. <laughs> you know, we specifically came back with this episode to kick off this next season. Um, we wanted to uh, reboot and tell our audience again who we are. It's been, like you said, over two years since we've reminded them what it means to homeschool in real life. Uh, but what we have coming up, one of our biggest episodes of all time uh, has been one where we shared uh, an episode called Losing Our Religion. Because of that episode where we shared our story, we thought one thing we would do is kick off with uh, 
two episodes on spiritual abuse. Now we're interviewing a couple who has um, really been a landing place for a lot of spiritually abused Christians who've been tied up with legalism. Uh, so we're going to spend a couple weeks on that. We're going to go back down uh, into the conversation with Dr. Melanie Wilson, who's a, a Christian psychologist to talk about me time. We had a lot of homeschool moms that jumped on that. Uh, we're talking about teenagers and we're talking about boys and moms and some of the struggles that moms have with homeschooling uh, teenage sons. Um, we are going to be right back down into the real life topics uh, again this season that you've you've heard in previous seasons. And we're hoping, right, that John will come back on and talk with us again about technology. John's one of our favorite people. I know. <laughs> well, thanks. I would be more than happy to do that. Uh, I love talking about tech and homeschooling, and uh, it's always, always a blast to come on. Well, listen, this has been great. It has been absolutely wonderful. And I think your listeners, I'm a listener and so I know that your listeners are going to enjoy this episode. And I know that your listeners are going to be excited about the future based on what you said. And from from this listener, thank you for what you're doing. It is it is much needed. It is a breath of fresh air in the homeschool community. And I hope more people listen in in this in the years to come. Hey, thanks, John. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right. So that's a wrap. That is what homeschooling in real life is all about. So before we wrap up the entire podcast episode, we do have a couple of reviews we'd like to read. And let me remind you again that if you have not gone to iTunes and left a review or subscribed to our show, as we kick off the second season, that is one great way to thank us without sending us a dime. Yeah, you bet. We really appreciate these because they help us be seen better in iTunes. Yeah, and so people can find us and get more real life. Yep. Uh, they're not going to get, you know, legalism and binding homeschooling rules. Uh, and no. since we can offer that refreshing change, uh, it would help us if you would do that. Leave a review and subscribe, both. So, you know, if you do leave a review, if it's positive, I'll read it on the air. So listen to this one. This is from... Have coffee, will homeschool. Oh, hey. <laughs> they're my kind of people. And this was the title. It was a five-star review called Refreshingly Authentic. So uh, here's what they wrote. And this is mostly written to you, although they started off with Hi, Fletch and Kendra. I just stumbled upon your podcast a month ago and wanted to thank you for being so refreshingly authentic. It's so nice to hear about real-life struggles and solutions. You're both funny and witty. Love the sarcasm. I've been slowly working my way through episodes when I believe I heard Kendra mention that in another life, she was a ballet dancer. <laughs> so a question for Kendra. You may have already addressed this in an episode that I've yet to listen to, but Kendra, could you talk a bit more about your experience as a dancer? I have an 11-year-old ballet dancer who just signed her first contract with a professional ballet company, the only professional company in our state, for their junior division. As homeschoolers were finding it difficult to balance the demanding dance schedule, especially during this past nutcracker season, with academics. Mm. I'm sure there are other families out there who also have children heavily involved with sports or other activities that take them out of the home for several hours each day. Could you and Fletch talk about and give some practical advice 
about how to balance sports and academics. What does that balance look like in your home? Kendra, I would also specifically be interested in your perspective on the dance world, both as a student of dance, but also a mom looking back on the experience. When you were a kid, how did you balance dance and school? As a mom, how do you balance teaching? Thanks, and keep up the great podcast. Wow! Have <laughs> coffee, will homeschool? That was a great review and a question. That's, I think that's an entire episode, Flesh, yeah, and so yeah. We can guarantee her we will answer that this year. Yep. Sometime in the second season, we are going to talk about sports and homeschooling, or activities and yeah, homeschooling. But let me just say this, because we already have a couple of, well, we have quite a few planned or our episodes or upcoming planned episodes, right? And yeah, I'm so, going to share a few of them. Hey, have coffee, will homeschool. If you want to email me personally at homeschoolingirl. Wait, I'm sorry. What's our email address? Flint? No, it's, in, it's been so long. <laughs> Back on the second season, <laughs> sister. Think. Info <laughs> at homeschoolingirl.com. Yeah, so please do go ahead and email me and I'll just shoot you some ideas, you know, right off the bat so that you're not waiting months and months for us to do an episode on this. But I think she's right. I think there are other listeners who are trying to balance sports or chess club or I don't know, whatever, yeah, whatever. people do. Mm-hmm. And so it's just tricky. Yeah. All right, we promise. We have uh, a couple great episodes coming up. We kicked off with What is HIRL? But we have next week and the week after, um, Spiritual Abuse Part 1 and Part 2. This just fits hand in glove with our last episode, which was Losing Our Religion, and really talking about folks that are coming out of spiritually abusive situations. And guys, hey, if we're going to be real... The homeschooling world is a breeding ground for spiritual abuse. Mm -hmm. You get yourself tied up into knots uh, theologically and... Mm -hmm. Or just trying to hold yourself to a standard that is extra biblical. So yeah. And we've seen people struggle. So we are going to get on the phone with Dale and John Lynn Fincher. Actually, we'll get on Skype with them. And we're just going to have a heart-to-heart talk Mm. about spiritual abuse, about um, how to come out of it. Uh, what are some common things to be looking for when you're stuck in it? Now, this is a couple that was raised in the homeschooling world, and yeah. so they they know it firsthand. Um, so, you know, have no fear. We will cover it all. Yeah, and we would love for you to come back for those episodes. So, hey, welcome back to Season 2. If you'd like to reach us, you can get us on Facebook at facebook.com slash homeschoolingirl. You can tweet to us at homeschoolirl. And you can email us, as Kendra said, at info at homeschoolingirl.com. Welcome back. We are glad to be here, and we're looking forward to a smash bang season. Woot! On to season two. You've been listening to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Everything on this podcast was written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. For more information, or if you'd like to contact your hosts, please visit them on homeschoolingirl.com.